Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Jabronis, welcome to Horror Movie Night, Jim. We got a couple rules around here. Number one, sun's out, guns out, and if it's lit, we better see tip. Number two, all female employees must have the label folds visible at all times. Number three, feel free to pick up female gym patrons and bench press them because women are objects, am I right? Rule number four, the tape measures are in the change room for free use. Please use them to measure and establish your dominance. And rule five, if any late, if anyone's late with their gym fees, they have to do a keg scan with some breast milk. If you have any dietary questions, please help hit up our dietrician, Scott. And if you ladies need a massage, you can hit up our masseuse, Adam. Now, I'll be in my office doing blow and listening to Patty Smythe. So if anybody needs me, enjoy your stay here at Hall Movie Night. Um, guys, I'm not going to be able to record this episode because I'm going to be too late shooting at the walls of heartache. Bang, bang, I am the warrior. Not that Patti Smith is in this movie, but man, the fucking 80s music got me all jazzed over here. Um, so we're, we're talking about, uh, well, two movies, theoretically. Uh, we're talking about Killer Workout and we're also talking about Aerobicide. This was picked by Scott. You damn fucking right it was picked by me. And before you tell us why you picked this, I just have to say, so every time that I watch these movies, I make sure to write down what year the movie came out for like the end of the episode. And my jaw hit the ground when I saw that this was 87 because this shit looks like it was shot in like 1981. Oh yeah, it's super low budget. It looks like a 1977 like movie but with all the music from the 80s and i mean all the music from the 80s somehow they collapsed all the music in and and put it all in one movie (laughs) so i've got a couple notes that i'm proud of so let's get into this uh scott why did you pick this movie oh man do i even need to explain why i picked this movie uh i've been wanting to watch and discuss this movie on the podcast for quite some time uh just as an excuse to rewatch it because this movie is just the pinnacle of 80s trash horror it is so absurd it's it's one of those i think we talked about this a little bit when we discussed invisible maniac as well 
But this is like one of those, if you could tell me the perfect, so bad it's good horror movie that people still don't know about, Killer Workout's pretty high on that list. Cause, it would be in my top five for sure. Yeah, it's awful, but it's so much fun. And it's only like made better by the more people you're watching it with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so let me give you a little synopsis of this film, all right? First of all, first of all, we got we got Rhonda, right? Rhonda, she well, before before we meet Rhonda, we got this chick. You don't get to see her face, right? She looks like she's a she's probably a dime. I don't know. I don't know. I would I'd have to see her at the club. Right? I'd give her so, an eight. And, and at least an eight. A hard eight. Yeah, yeah, hard eight inches. I see what you said. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. High five, oh, bro. Yeah. yeah. You know I take her right back to my mom's basement. Mom makes the best meatballs, man. Mom, give me some oh, don't even get me started on Mom's chicken parmigiana, man. It's my yeah, yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, puts the marinara sauce yeah, on she it. She puts that extra marinara sauce. She puts it on the pressure cooker. It's fucking delicious. Holy it's our fucking up. It's the best. Mom's the best. If I could marry my mom, I fucking would. But I gotta go out with these girls. These girls, they think they're gonna be in movies. They go to the gym. I go to the gym. They don't look anything like me. Anyway, this chick. If anyone this is chick, still listening most, to this, I would be shocked. This is the most obnoxious fucking thing <laughs> you've ever done. Okay. Anyway, so so uh, you never see the face of the first kill, but she goes to the gym. She gets a call that she's gonna be in a movie. It's gonna be like a big deal. And no, no, no. She's gonna be on. She goes to the gym. She's gonna be on the cover of Cosmopolitan. Ah, oh, thank you. Yes, Cosmopolitan. And and so. She goes back. She just got home from the gym and immediately goes back, I believe. And and so she's going to get her... Second week in a row that our movie starts with a Final Destination death. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I have a note. I'm wondering, is this the first time that we have um, uh, a uh, a sauna kill? Or not a sauna kill, but like a... a, a, a tanning bed? Tanning bed kill. Thank you. See, I, I, I'm as pale as the fucking fresh-blown snow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because... Toxic Avenger had the first sauna kill, as far as I can recall. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but this is, I believe, the first tanning bed death. Yeah. So so she gets. I, I have to talk about the fact, or we have to talk about the fact that she the she need she's listening to her 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 like voice messages, and uh, this this her girlfriend is calling and said, "I need to borrow your dress. I know my tits aren't as big as yours, but blah blah blah." I, I, no woman talks like that. Like, it just doesn't happen. They do in Duke's world. What? <laughs> he said they do in Duke's world. <laughs> well, we're not allowed to go back to Duke's world, apparently, because you just chided us for doing awesome fucking Duke impressions. So we're just going to be boring no, on the night tonight. It, it's good, but not you don't, not for 30 minutes. I don't even want to listen to that. <laughs> I wasn't going to go for 30 minutes. I, dude, you should know I can't last that long. Oh, I was going to go for it for the <laughs> long run, man. <laughs> oh, okay. So anyway, our first death, uh, and we get nudity in the first three minutes, which is not the first and not the last time that will happen on a horror movie night pick, but um, always appreciated. So uh, she gets killed and then immediately cuts to our first jazzercise scene of this film. And I believe I took notes with timestamps. Uh, I, <laughs> I think that we have seven, count them, seven dance scenes in this movie for no reason other than they were like, you know what sells tickets? Tits and ass. 
So that's what this movie does. And talking about ass, there is more ass cheek hanging out of people's workout outfits than has ever been logical. Male and female too. I mean, it is it is a an equal yeah. opportunity for for both sexes in this film. Yeah, they were really going for a people pleaser movie with this one. Yeah. Let me tell you, this is my third watch, and I was absolutely pleased. The 80s were a crazy, crazy time where women wore, wore those aerobic outfits where they they just only barely covered your, your vaginal, like, like, <laughs> your, your, like I said in the intro, like, all women must have their labial folds visible at all times. <laughs> well, this movie is basically an hour and a half call on me video. Uh, and just as uncomfortable to watch. Really, I, I love the music in this movie because it's so cheesy and bad, and I love the fact that there are seven jazzercise scenes in it, but they none of it makes sense. None of them are worth actually having in the movie other than to just satisfy a pre-internet porn audience. Uh, this movie... This movie is one part music video, yeah. one part convoluted weird murder plot, and then another six parts music video. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> It's, it's it, you, these are not weaknesses in this film. They are actually the strengths of the, of, of Killer Workout. Uh, so the funny thing is, is that this movie is called Killer Workout, but the theme song is aerobicide, and it happens in like the fifth or sixth dance sequence, which it always shocks me because I'm like, I I like the aerobicide cover, which is the one that says like it's the the painted um, the the painting version that has the the. Um, tanning bed at the bottom and then the girl with the chest with like the tank top with the big boobs that says Rhonda's on it um, because it's just a much cooler looking poster but it's it that was the aerobicide poster Matt do you have information on why they they had to change the name because it seemed like they had to do it at the last minute it's uh, I think it's actually the same thing as um like I Spit on Your Grave and Last House on the Left and a lot of those movies a lot of those cheapo films or those low budget films they would sometimes re-release it under a different title if they weren't satisfied with the initial box office run. So oh, I think that it was that. I think that Aerobicide didn't do well, so they re-released it as Killer Workout shortly thereafter. Got it. I mean, I because think Killer it's Workout this... is a better, it's a better title. Yeah. I want to talk about something real quick because I just decided to look at this, and this is the type of behind-the-scenes information that we fucking get hard over. <laughs> I want to go I'm going to go year by year on this director's filmography for a little bit, all right? And you're going to notice something that I picked up very quickly. Okay? This guy who wrote and directed all of these movies was just fucking pumping them out. So here we go. So he started off with a movie called Sledgehammer in 1983. In 1985, he did Kill Zone. In 1987, he did Deadly Prey, The Man Killers, and Killer Workout. In 1988, he did Death Chase, Night Wars, Operation Warzone, and Hell on the Battlegrounds. In 1989, he did Jungle Assault, Rapid Fire, and Future Force. And this is my favorite. In 1990, he did The Lost Platoon, Future Zone, Invasion Force, Dax Action, The Final Sanction, Locked and Loaded, and White Fury. How do you do seven fucking movies in a year? <laughs> the canon films way, man. Just <laughs> shit out in a don't, week. Don't, don't ever have to stop making movies if I don't sleep. I'll just keep fucking going on there. <laughs> Holy shit, this guy lives in like a city that's not more than a 30 minute drive from my house. 
Go visit! Oh, oh but he died. He died a couple years ago. That's flowers sad. on his grave! Oh. <laughs> no, 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 man. Put a fake grenade and uh, a pair of 80s workout panties on it. So, wait, um, Scott was talking about the original, like, the cover and stuff, and I found it, but it's the German cover, and uh, I don't understand what the fuck is going on here, but the German cover... <laughs> it, it's it's got a little subtitle, little thing. It's uh, called Der Killer Fitness Club, right? <laughs> is Fitness Shadet Der Gesundheit Si Totete. Uh, what? Why is Gesundheit in there? What is that? What is going on? Did somebody have to do the title? What the fuck? <laughs> Man, that's the most entertaining uh, tagline I think we've ever discussed on this podcast. So. <laughs> Kudos, Germans. Good news is um, your dates are so, here. <laughs> Bad news is. <laughs> All right, so so um, can we talk about the, the first dance scene? Here has arguably the best song in the in the film, um, and it has. Let me <clears throat> let me sing a few bars for you. <laughs> Hey, baby, you sure look sexy. And then there's another part almost immediately later where they go, Hey, baby, I got the apple red and juicy, warm and sweet. We <laughs> got the <laughs> apple, son. There's another song in here that just goes, okay, She's a knockout. You better watch out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the fucking lazy brow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the music at the beginning when um oh I think it's like right before the 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 first kill actually um it is a straight ripoff of John Carpenter's Halloween theme and um the uh, the 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 maniac theme yeah from um, the nice are you maniac. are you talking about the kill that literally feels like it should be in student bodies because she gets stabbed to death stabbed with a close uh, that multiple times <laughs> yeah yeah that but. Yeah, yeah, that. But that's the thing. Okay, if one thing bugs the shit out of me about this movie, more than anything else, it's the fact that. Well, here's the one thing that bothers me and makes me not want to rewatch it is all of the fight scenes because they're oh, worthless. No, stop talking because <laughs> one of my notes literally says, "I love everything about this parking lot parking lot fight scene: the terrible acting, the bad choreography, and the boss fight synth music that's in the background." Yeah. Yeah, the synth music actually does help it, but so it's it's like they live fight scene level ridiculousness four times in the movie for no reason other than to just pad out the time. Uh, but I don't love that. But also, I really dis dislike the fact that the killer. It's set up that the killer is going to have a a specific murder weapon, right? It's going to be that gigantic oversized safety pin. By the way, <laughs> irony, safety pin, kill. Not very safe, is it? I think that that was intentional. But then, halfway along, the killer just starts killing people with whatever. And it just is stupid. It's like, it makes you think that there are multiple killers, but there because are there not are. really... Well, I don't think that the, that the guy who's obsessed with Rhonda actually, like, is doing all the kills that are without the safety pin. And, and I've watched this movie enough times... 
that if it was supposed to be obvious, I would have noticed it by now. I think this okay, movie is trying to beat you over the head with with like its tropes, and there's no subtlety in Killer Workout, and I don't think you watch Killer Workout for subtlety. So, I, you know, I appreciate that you're trying to bring some sort of nuance and rationality to <laughs> a robicide, but it's not going to happen. Well, before we get too far away from this one thing, I do want to call out that the locker fakeout is so dumb that it's fucking brilliant, which is after the first girl is murdered by the safety pin, it cuts to another girl and there's something banging against the locker and she's like hesitant to open it and she opens it and a fake arm falls out and she's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, you, and then the body flops out of the next locker. <laughs> yeah, well, where do you get a fake hand, a fake arm? Uh, you know I just went to a funny? Halloween store. There's plenty. Okay. Well, you know what would have been really funny? If they would have had it be like a fist. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So because so, yeah. we're like 15 minutes deep into this episode well, and we're sorry, in the first five not, minutes of the movie. What? There's no fucking plot. Shut up. There's no reason to go through a synopsis. Yeah. Yeah. This. I don't know why you're trying <laughs> to like make sense out of this film. And I'm, okay. I'm about to throw you guys a whole other curveball because I'm going to send you a link. All right, we all remember what uh, what's her face looks like, right? The fucking what's her name? The gr- the girl that got burned and she has to wear the oh. Rhonda. Is that Rhonda? Well, Valerie slash Rhonda is the one that got burnt and is the killer. Okay, yes. so, spoiler alert, so guys. Let's we all remember what her face looks like. Let's click on this link. This is Hoops from Flavor of Love. <laughs> Tell me that that is not a fucking dead ringer for Rhonda. Um. <laughs> So only she has to take off her top and have her nipples be burnt off. Okay, so here's it. So I have this written down. Valerie slash Rhonda's burnt boobs. And the detective says, a man would get sick trying to make love to you. Yeah, and then, I have that note too. And then I wrote, enter Matt Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, same. I had that note as well. Amazing. We're on the same page. Uh, you had enter oh my Matt God. Kelly as a note? <laughs> Yeah, I. <laughs> no, I'm asking if Scott did. Is that is that just a, like a little like on your daytime calendar? Is that like a to do later? It's my to do list. Yeah, yes. Okay. Can we talk about at the very end of this movie, Rhonda? Not yet. Is... Not yet. Okay. Okay. Can no, we talk no, no, about no. the right. sex stream throat cut? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Because <laughs> because every time I see this movie, like uh, it's just. I, I always forget that that's not really happening because I know at the end, like, he is one of the killers, but... Oh, sorry, sorry. Spoiler alert, everybody. It's not like you can't find this movie on YouTube, but <laughs> if you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, there are two killers, Rhonda and crazy muscle-bound meathead who's trying to save her from getting caught. Um, but but that girl who gets her throat slit in her dream, um, I, I'm, I, I'm wondering either if they edited out heard murder scene or if they're just like eh, too much work and then they just were like here put this blood on and get in the locker because <laughs> I, I mean, she was cute i would have liked her character to have a, an actual end instead of just being like ha ah, dead body <laughs> um there's a scene where uh I, I have this written down and it's kind of weird to explain uh, you have to like visually witness it but there's a point in this movie where it's building all this tension 
about like who the killer might be and if he's going to strike again in the gym and it's cut into like a few people that are still in the gym late at night and then it just cuts to a cop drinking a cup of coffee for like 30 seconds yeah and nothing happens and then it just cuts back to the the actual action in the movie and i don't know why it's there i think that it was an error on my dvd <laughs> are you talking of is that the the that's when they find the, hung, the girl hanging in the in the I, um, um I got distracted looking at pictures of girls from Flavor of Love, so I missed what we were what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing of nothing of major okay. importance. Just that there's a random cutaway to a cop drinking coffee in the middle of All right, a I'll, scene. I'll cu- yeah. Oh, it's when they're putting you it in the body bag. This up, yeah. And I'm gonna finish this up, and then I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, the last thing that I have is like. I don't have more notes, man. I kind of got sucked in, man. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Well, we have to talk about. Okay, so uh, I think that we're uh, for anybody that cares, and and you should all care. Uh, here are the time stamps for Jazzercise montages. So I believe five minutes, and then for the first one, second one should be the twenty minute mark. Yeah, and then we have another one at twenty eight minutes. And then we have another one at 38 minutes. That's scene number four. Dance scene number five is 43 minutes. Uh, they're, they're only yeah, 10 minutes been, apart. It's yeah, insane. Uh, Aerobicide, the actual Aerobicide theme song dance scene is at 58 minutes. And then the final one is hour and 15 minutes. So 75 minutes in. Holy shit. And there are more butt shots in the final scene of this movie than the entire movie combined beforehand. It's just, it's basically like they should just, it should be killer workout dash glutes. <laughs> what what good are you doing your body by just violently locking your hips from one side to the other? Is that actually good for you? You're getting your Kegels <laughs> oh, in, Oh, it's all bro. about the Kegels. And really. I mean, it is at Rhonda's workout. Hey, everybody who's listening right now, try and give that butthole a good tighten and a good hold for about 30 seconds. It's harder than you think. I just like the <laughs> idea that, like, a hundred people just tightened their buttholes because I just said... <laughs> the last note that I'm desperate to get in here, and I'm, I'm worried that it's not even going to be nearly as funny as I hope it would be. Um, did anyone else realize that Rhonda is straight up wearing MC Hammer's clothes in the final scene of this movie? <laughs> What? <laughs> She's in like oh, that yeah. all gold you know, like, vest yeah. shiny, with the fucking shiny parachute gold pants. flowy fucking number. Yeah. Man, that's a, that's a hell of an outfit. <laughs> MC could probably pull that off, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a one hell of an outfit when a cop calls you and says, hey, I got to pick you up and talk to you. It's like, all right, well, I'll put on my fanciest parachute pants and head <laughs> right out the door. You don't? That's not how you roll? <laughs> this movie's so like pointless in the last 10 minutes where it, it keeps pretending that there's red herrings still <laughs> like like Rhonda shoots the guy and she says why'd you do it and he said I wanted to I wanted to make sure that they didn't know it was you and then she shoots him and then the cops like I still know it was you and she's like you're crazy it wasn't me and then the movie ends with her like looking at the camera and being like, "It was me." <laughs> Look at my giant safety pin. Do you think that I'm the Do I look fucking crazy to you? Uh, killer workout, man. Two fucking thumbs up. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey, what's up, Horror Movie Night listeners? We are Scott and Liam versus Evil, all the way from sunny Scotland. Every two weeks, we bring you two loosely linked horror films and more conspiracies than you can shake your anal probe at. So find us online, search for Scott and Liam versus Evil. We're fun, we're gloriously not safe for work, and we say fuck a lot. Hey, what did you guys watch this week? Um, I didn't watch anything, so I'm just gonna use this time to ask Scott about Riverdale. Scott, <laughs> tell me about Riverdale. So do they stay true <laughs> to, like, Archie's characters well, and stuff? All right, Adam, let me tell you all about Riverdale. So, um, if you like any character from Archie, you will fucking hate them in Riverdale. Uh, nobody is redeemable. Archie is a sex-crazed sophomore in high school who fucks his teacher and then has sex with Veronica at the end of the season. Spoiler alert, you're not missing anything. Um, oh, this is killing me. Why? Yeah, no, 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 dude. Well, here's the worst thing about Riverdale is that episode one and maybe two and three are sweet. Like, they they look cool because they look... Um, so the way that I explain it to Matt is that it looks like the the cinematographer from Jennifer's Body... And the um, writer of Mean Girls did the first episode, but they got like a good costumer to do it so that it looked kind of like 50s but modern for their outfits. And Betty's wearing like really cute outfits and, and like saddle shoes and pedal pushers and shit like that and like really cute dresses. And actually, Betty is the only redeeming character in the entire show. Uh, Jughead's close, but um, uh, Megan was like, Oh, I don't know. He was on like Nickelodeon, and so I don't know. Does does Is... Jughead still have an eating disorder in this version? No, but they do. But here's the the fun little thing about this is that the whole season is that they do a lot of they do a lot of callbacks to comics in general, not just Archie, but uh, they they do some stuff where like at our, on, at Jughead's birthday, his his birthday cake. Looks like a big burger, um, stuff like that. I mean, but but um, Skeet Ulrich is Jughead's dad, and he chews so much scenery. He's a great actor. I don't know why he didn't work more, but uh, um, you know, it, it's it's a really really bad show. I've watched enough CW shows that I know how bad CW can get, but I didn't know it could get 
this bad. It's It was so bad. But the first two or three episodes, pretty fun. And the girl who plays Cheryl Blossom is gorgeous. Half the time, Megan and I were just like, God, why is she in this show? She's so attractive, but she sucks as a person. So, yeah, don't watch Riverdale. Here's, here's something that the audience may not know about me. I read thousands of Archie comics when I was a kid. <laughs> like, my mom started... Don't watch the show. My mom started not taking me places because, like, when we went grocery shopping and shit, I would become the most belligerent little asshole when we got to the counter and I saw Archie comics and I was like... Buy me this Archie. I want to get this Archie. I want to read. I want to read her. <laughs> and then, and then I re- like just one time she was like, "Well, you know, whatever. This is at least you're reading, right? This is better than than you not reading." So then I would always flip that on her and use it as an excuse when we got to the counter. I'd be like, "Get more Archie comics." Like at least I'm reading. I should get an Archie comic. Come on. <laughs> um, so thousands. I read Archie's where Archie went back in time. I read Archie's where. Are, they were all superheroes and spies, like weird shit, Archies. And I want, uh, I, I want nothing to do with that goddamn Riverdale show. It's fucking blasphemy. I, I think I know what I'm gonna buy Adam for Christmas. Um, Riverdale, what? <laughs> you like, sick fuck? Just, no, just like the comp- one of those like graphic novel compilations of the best of Archie or something. I, I would never read an Archie as an adult. They're shit comics. They're terrible. Don't read them. <laughs> All right. So um, I watched, well, Megan and I watched um, a couple weeks ago, but I've been talking about other stuff. We we did our, our yearly watch of Sleepy Hollow, and that movie's still fantastic. It's, I had an epiphany watching it, and uh, I realized that it is, possibly in my top 10 favorite horror movies of all time hmm. it's just a great film i mean it's it's beautiful to look at the costumes are fantastic it's super gory like the gore is really really gory when it's gory yeah. plus it's like johnny depp is charming christina ricci is cute as a peach uh you know it's quotable it's, it's it was the first awesome. r-rated tim burton movie it might it yeah it was the first r-rated tim burton movie and if you ask me, it, it was really the last movie in what was like his, in my opinion, perfection streak. And then and then he did Planet of the Apes after that. And it's really never quite been the same from that point on. Hey, Adam, what do you think about Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes? Because I know you like that season. Uh, that, All that right, franchise. monkeys, everybody calm down. I'm not here to, to get into any kind of, you know, troublesome situations with you monkeys. All right, I'm just going to. Well, is that your is is that your marking? Yeah, I don't know. I'm doing a pretty bad job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to do Mark Wahlberg in The Happening when he's running away from. Me. He's like he's talking to the potted plant. And he's like, "We're just here to get some supplies. We're not gonna hurt you." Did that really happen in that movie? And should we watch that movie? One hundred percent happened in that movie. No. We one hundred percent happened in that movie. No, we should not watch it. Okay, good. It's not, I've never watched it. I have no intention of doing so. The only thing that would stop me. Let me tell you the best part about the happening, because we're never going to watch it. Let me tell you the best part. They realize that they like whatever's making everybody kill themselves is being spread by like the the wind, and it's like airborne. So there's a scene where they run away from the breeze in a field, and it's like, oh, the wind's going this way. We gotta go that way, and they just run around a field. From the breeze. I mean, that's what happens when your your smartest man in the movie is played by Mark Wahlberg. 
Hey guys, I think I got an idea. Listen to me, we're gonna fucking we're gonna fucking run away from the wind, okay? You guys both are really shitty oh. at doing your Mark Wahlberg impressions. Can't help I'm, it. I'm sorry. It. I tried my best. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, are you done there, Scotty boy? Oh, I'm so done. Okay, so I rewatched a movie last night that I have not seen in years. Years, I say. But again, in the five dollar or in the three dollar bin at Best Buy, figured why the fuck not? Um, I rewatched Speed from 1995, and uh, you know what? Fun. I had a good time watching Speed. I'm glad that I made that purchase. Movie is dumb as shit, but I had a blast watching it. And um, both of you guys have seen Speed before, I imagine, right? Of course. Yeah, it's uh, the bus that couldn't slow down, yeah. Here's the thing that I forgot about with the movie Speed. The only reason that they survive that entire ordeal, if you recall, is that they, like, get a loop of the security camera and then they run an interference with the hidden camera that uh, that Dennis Hopper has on the bus so that it looks like they're standing perfectly still. And meanwhile, they're like secretly fucking sneaking people off the bus. Yeah. The only way that Dennis Hopper doesn't realize that they've done that is because at the exact moment that they do it, he's pissing in the toilet. Maybe they had a secret camera and Dennis <laughs> Hopper's like, it cuts. It cuts to the TV switching over and you clearly hear the sound of someone finishing up their piss and flushing the toilet. And then Dennis Hopper sits down in the chair and looks at the TV. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I want there's a there's a deleted scene where they do have a camera in Dennis Hopper's apartment. He goes, "All right, cut to the bus cam. All right, kitchen cam. All right, let me get the toilet cam. Oh, there he is. There he is. He's on the toilet. He's on the toilet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that movie's pretty fun. It's one of those movies where Keanu Reeves has to get not one but two uh, one-liners in at the end of the movie. Uh, he decapitates Dennis Hopper, and he goes, "Now I'm taller than you." And then he goes down into the into the train, and Sandra Bullock's like, "What happened?" And he goes, "He lost his head." I'm like, "Man, he went for a one-two punch on the same thing, same premise." I think the "I'm taller than you now" joke is better for some because it's so fucking absurdly stupid. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're waiting for the train, and it's late, and Sandra Bullock's man, why is this train late? And Keanu Reeves like, yeah, the schedule is pretty off the rails. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, speed, good time, and uh, that's all I got on that one. So that was Killer Workout, also known as Aerobicide from 1987, as picked by Scott, and we both enjoyed it. Well, all three of us enjoyed it because it's a fucking great 80s slasher movie, and you should check it out on your own because it is fantastic. If you've got other movie ideas that you think that we should discuss, you should send them to hmnpodcast at gmail.com and visit our website at hmnpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out all the cool stuff that we've got coming up because it's almost December, which means that there's going to be some type of bonus Christmas episode, and then we're going to start the whole new year in 2018 in just about a month from now. Yay! All right, we'll be back next week. Bye. Wow. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. 
Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past a Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come, baby, come, and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.